0: This is Brain Diet, episode number five. I'm Taylor Ann Macy, and you are listening to Brain Diet, where we feed your brain good information. Hey, everybody. Welcome to today's episode. I'm really excited to be recording this episode because I think that this concept... Create such a subtle shift in our mindset, yet it can create massive change in our life and massive perspective change. It alleviates a lot of unnecessary suffering and really empowers us as we go through things that challenge us. We are talking today about anti-fragility or being anti-fragile what it means, and why it's worth considering adding to your list of characteristics as a human being. This concept comes from a book written by a man named Nassim Nicholas Taleb. or Taleb. I sincerely apologize if I am pronouncing it incorrectly. Um, But regardless, in his book, he creates the concept of being anti-fragile. So anti-fragile is, as it sounds, the opposite of fragile. Now, it's easy to think initially that the opposite of fragile is something that is resilient or robust, but something resilient resists shock and stays the same. Something that is robust resists stress and stays the same. Anti-fragility is beyond resilience, or robustness. Because things that are anti-fragile embrace shock and embrace stress and get better because of it. So humans physically by nature are anti-fragile. Muscles in the human body in order to grow and be strengthened must first be challenged and broken down. The same applies to bones. In order for us to develop bone strength and bone density, our bones must be exposed to stress and resistance. So osteoporosis, where bone density lessens and bones weaken and become more prone to fractures, this occurs because bones haven't had enough resistance put against them that they begin to weaken because they've had no reason to fight to grow stronger. The same is true with our immune system. When we are exposed to any type of virus, the virus weakens us initially. We are beaten down, but then our bodies develop the precise antibodies to prevent us from ever being weakened by that specific virus again. This is also accomplished through vaccines where we literally inject our bodies with a very small amount of poison, in a sense, that allows our body to strengthen itself after first being weakened by developing the antibodies to fight that poison. Nature is also anti-fragile in many ways. Trees that are growing without something to fight against, such as wind and weather, wouldn't grow strong. They wouldn't develop deep roots and strong bark if they didn't have something that they were fighting against. Humanity, I feel like, is anti-fragile. If you look through history and notice that humanity grew in strength because of trials, it proves this to be true. Antibiotics were created because of infections that were killing people. America, the United States of America, and patriotism for the states were created because of the initial trial of suppression and conflict. All that we have to keep us alive came about because we once struggled to survive. So all of these examples that I've given you of things increasing in strength have not increased in strength despite the challenges that they've encountered. They've increased in strength because of the challenges that they have encountered. I think sometimes it can be easy to identify ourselves as fragile people. We do that because we think it helps us stay safe, it helps us to look out for what might hurt us, and we think that we are doing a good thing if we are just simply taking care of our fragile selves. It's well intended when we are doing this because we think that we are being compassionate for ourselves. But it turns out that the opposite is true. When we are avoiding and escaping challenges because we believe that we are too fragile for them, we deny ourselves the opportunity to get stronger. When we have nothing to overcome, we have no reason to get stronger. I remember when my husband and I were first dating, I felt so fragile. I'd experienced some traumatizing abuse in the past. And I remember as my now husband and I were navigating our new relationship, I sort of vacillated between feeling so fragile after the abuse and feeling resilient and resisting what had happened, trying to forget what had happened in order to try to move forward. And it took some time for me to finally realize That my capacity for appreciation for a truly good person had increased more than I could comprehend because of the abuse that I'd experienced. I could appreciate and love so much more deeply than I could have had I not gone through what I'd gone through. I was stronger because of my past and not in spite of it. If I'd continued to identify myself as fragile, I wouldn't have walked into a marriage. I wouldn't have had children. I wouldn't have started my own business. And if I'd identified myself as only resilient or robust, I would have just waited around for the challenges to happen. And when they did, I would have resisted them and simply waited until they passed. I like to imagine this robustness kind of like a a hedgehog where when something happens or when something threatens it, it just curls up into a ball and waits for the threat to pass or to leave. And it totally works for them in keeping them alive. But as humans, who wants to live a life where you're simply at the effect of everything? You're living simply to survive. I believe that as human beings, we aren't meant to just survive. I believe that we are meant to grow from the challenges that we face. That is how we improve. That is how we become the very best version of ourselves. So if adversity acts as a stepping stone in the direction of growth and in the direction of improvement, then it gives us an opportunity to shift our mindset and thoughts around the challenges that we face. When you believe that challenges break you down and make you weaker, your approach to them comes from scarcity and fear. But if you believed truly that you would be strengthened by doing something difficult, imagine how much more energized you would feel when approaching it. So once you begin to internalize and embrace the concept of anti-fragility, you begin to seek out challenges for the sake of your own growth. You begin to exercise true compassion and love for yourself, not the false compassion that we believe comes from identifying as fragile. Now, this is a classic example, but if we were to look at toddlers learning to walk, this is an early example in our human experience of our anti-fragility. A toddler can't learn to walk without trying and failing a hundred times first. A toddler has to figure out for themselves what works and what doesn't work and how exactly to stand up and put one foot in front of the other. And by the time that they figured it out... It's been built on a pile of failures and falling to the ground over and over. And had they not fallen over and over, they never would have learned how to walk. They sought out the challenge of learning to walk and had to forge their own way. How one toddler figures out how to walk looks different than another, but all of them will fail many times before succeeding. And if we were to try to take that challenge from them and simply just teach them every mechanic of walking and how to move every single one of their muscles, it wouldn't help. They still wouldn't be able to do it unless they tried and failed for themselves. And once they have failed a hundred times, they are better for it. They are stronger for it. If we look at relationships, someone that is fragile might go on one date— It doesn't go well, and they feel like they are broken and unlovable, and they go home and curl up in bed, and they don't go on another date for months. Someone that is robust goes on dates, they get their heart broken, and they start to believe that lasting love isn't out there, and they build up a wall to resist any more heartbreak. But someone that is anti-fragile seeks out as many dates as possible, goes all in and gives them all they've got. They might get their heart broken many times, but they get back out there with a new appreciation for certain qualities and a belief that there are more people out there for them to date than they can even count. It's often said that success is built on a pile of failures, just like with the toddler example, falling down hundreds of times. And I wholeheartedly believe this to be true. I believe that those who have created success became very familiar with the negative emotion that comes from doing hard things and embracing it because they knew it would work in their favor. Staying passive and avoiding challenges doesn't lead to success. Staying passive keeps you stuck. So then if the discomfort and challenge of hard things meant that growth was inevitable, it presents us with the opportunity to seek out deliberately things that would challenge us and make us grow. It gives us an opportunity to feel negative emotion on purpose for the sake of success. If you use challenges as an opportunity to learn how to feel negative emotion, you give yourself an opportunity you would not have had had you not tried. Now, what we define as a challenge and what we define as difficult in our lives all comes from our interpretation. It comes from the way that we think about external circumstances. And some external circumstances that we believe to be challenges, we can choose deliberately. We can choose certain things. We can seek out certain things to push us to grow and evolve. But other external circumstances that we encounter, however, we can't choose Many external circumstances, most external circumstances, in fact, we have no control over. But just as we can intentionally choose challenges to help us grow, we can intentionally choose to make uncontrollable circumstances an opportunity for growth as well. So like for me, starting a business, that was an external circumstance I chose to facilitate growth and to challenge myself. But being abused, that was not necessarily something that I chose but something I still chose and continue to choose to use to facilitate my own growth. Because I believe that I am an anti-fragile being. If we get our power from challenges and we embrace those challenges, we get so much better at using challenges in our favor. So I want to ask, what do you believe about yourself Do you believe that you are fragile and easily broken? Do you believe that you are impenetrable against anything that life can throw at you? If you're in the first camp and letting the challenges in your life weaken you, or if you are in the second camp and you've built a wall around yourself, I want you to ask yourself why. Because what if you believed that anything difficult and trying would truly make you stronger? That you would be genuinely better after doing something hard, after going through something really difficult. If you look for ways that trials have made you stronger, I promise you will find them. I may be biased, but I highly recommend that you add anti-fragility to your collection of characteristics. Because you are amazing, And not only because of your skills and talents and admirable qualities, but more importantly, because of everything that you have gone through and come out stronger. I'll talk to you soon, my friends.